Welcome everyone to the EOS Fireside Chat for October 19th. EOS, for those of you who don't know, is a layer one smart contract platform that is governed by its community. It's the only crypto network that has had a foundation emerge organically from within the community years after the launch of the network. Since the creation of the EOS Network Foundation one year ago, the new EOS has seen an incredible acceleration of progress and innovation. The EOS Network Foundation has built an excellent team that has been able to quickly establish essential frameworks that empower the EOS community to do its best work and live its best life through foundational initiatives like the recognition grants, the blue paper research series, the Pomelo crowdfunding platform, the direct investment framework, and the ongoing EOS Roadshow. The community has been activated and energized to a level not seen since the launch of the network in 2018. EOS is in the midst of an epic narrative reversal, and the new EOS has the potential to become the greatest crypto comeback story of all time. My name is Stefan, and I'm one of the co-founders of EOS Nation, currently a top-ranked block producer on EOS and other antelope chains, and I'm happy and honored uh, to be your host for today. So thank you everyone for joining, we got 30 of you on Discord. Uh, Awesome to see you guys again. Um, of course, if you guys want to join in the conversation, we invite you guys to do so at any time. If you've got thoughts, comments, questions, reactions to the news stories of the week that we discussed, feel free to jump in. Or if you want to wait until the community open mic section at the end of the show, where we invite uh, anyone from the community to ask questions, share updates about their projects, uh, or, or just say hi to everyone. Uh, you can also share memes, images, and links in the text chat that's found here in the voice chat on Discord. And uh, shout out to everyone tuning in from other platforms. This show is streamed live to YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. So if you're catching us on those other platforms, uh, I'd invite you guys to join Discord and join us live in the show and uh, join us here on stage and say hi to the community. So today, of course, we'll be talking about EOS, but also the Antelope ecosystem. Antelope is the name for the community-owned blockchain software that powers a variety of highly performing blockchain networks, such as EOS, Telos, Wax, UX, and many others um, that will also become connected through IBC in a not too distant future. So today we're talking about the full launch of Yield Plus that happened on Monday. Uh, we had uh, we had Eve go on the Wendy O show earlier this week. Also, there's a nice article on entrepreneur.com. Nice to see some wide visibility for EOS. We've got um, some Pomelo news to share today. We had a nice article from Hogan Tech talking about EOS uptime. We've got some slightly funny graphs to share uh, on that later on. Uh, and also we'll be talking about alien worlds and a, um, a, a the uh, planetary DAO system that's being la launched soon and how there's a planet dedicated to uh, support EOS. So we'll hear about that. And there's been some Helios uh, interviews and workshops and the hackathon updates, uh, some other uh, topics like some Eden CDs interviews by Nova Crypto and uh, Jesse from the Bees may be talking about a tweet he made earlier this week uh, talking about decentralized whitelisting. Um, all right, so before we get into the news of the week, some quick housekeeping to do here. Of course, we've got the pop token giveaways. If you go in the pop bot chat, register your EOS account. 
you'll get your one pop token for the day. Those can be traded for raffle tickets to win prizes or other NFTs. Uh, and the Road to 10K promo, we're almost at 6,000 members. So there's still time to create your custom invite link and invite your friends to the EOS Discord server and earn yourself a bit of EOS and some NFTs along the way. All right, enough, about, uh, enough from me. Time to talk about uh, Yield Plus. And if Denis is on the line, um, I'd love to hear more about how the full launch went this week. Great. Yes, I'm on the line. Uh, thank you, Steph. Um, so on Monday, uh, October 17th, was the official Yield Plus launch. And that is when the initial funds to deploy um, uh, Yield Plus were deposited. So uh, there was a request made from the Yield Plus team uh, to request funding from ENF uh, on behalf of... Um, so that was 300,000 EOS that was deposited on the night before. And on the day of October 17th was when the uh, parameters were modified to the official launch, which is the 5% um, yield earnings per year. And uh, everything went really smooth the morning of. We were actually on a different call at the exact same time at the launch. And we were we executed the uh, the launch while we were on another call. And even someone... Uh, during the call was, hey, is, is, is it launched? But yeah, it was launched 50 minutes ago. So it went really smooth. There was no hiccups. Um, everything went according to plan. Um, and right now, I, can, I think I see there is a, some of the applications, the DeFi applications in EOS are, are starting to trickle in and, and try to plan their next step. Uh, you can see a few uh, liquidity pools that are are boosted, uh, specifically the EOS to Tether pair. Um, one, uh, one DeFi application, DFS, actually has a pretty uh, increased rewards on that liquidity pool. And there's other teams kind of working right now uh, to kind of figure out what their game plan is for Yield Plus and try to make sure that they can increase the, uh, the rewards to their users. So uh, pretty exciting stuff. There's a lot of work, I think, still that needs to be done. Um, a lot of more marketing on, on the uh, the DeFi ecosystem, but I think the the teams are are activated and uh, ready to uh, to launch into their next phase. Maybe there's something from on uh, Eve's side since the ENF was uh, as involved as the uh, also involved in the launch as well. Or Zach? Uh, I would defer to Zach because he loves this yeah. stuff. Oh I've yeah, yeah. Want forever about it, and he gets way more excited than I do. <laughs> Well, so maybe talk about, so yeah. I, I have been looking at uh, kind of what yield is being offered and such uh, and how we're going to integrate that with, as we talked about last week, the part that I can mention is that the part that we've been talking about, which is the increase in adoption of USDT EOS on a, on a few exchanges, um, how we can link basically yield plus the initiative and the marketing initiatives that will go alongside the launch of the listing of USDT EOS on that particular exchange. So to try and even get more, uh, I guess, excitement around this and, and more yield essentially and more uh, more eyes on this. But I'll let, I'll let Zach go for it. So I've been impressed with the, um, we have like a little channel with a bot, then you maybe even set it up for the applications coming in. So it's great to see the increased yields. That was kind of expected. DFS, I shared the screenshot. Uh, after you pointed out to me earlier, they're offering a 33% APR on their uh, USDT EOS pool. So I'm guessing that's because they're pouring the um, 
the yield plus uh, subsidy into there. Um, I've seen things in the DeFi box community channels. There's some votes coming up, I believe, to determine uh, how they're going to handle their yields. But that was all kind of expected. Um, the the yield plus program it, it's really it, it's great to increase the yields for the end users but the end goal of yield plus is to increase uh the the development of new DeFi protocols on eos and that's the part that i i've kind of liked seeing is the new applications coming in from new projects that i wasn't previously aware of so to see new applicate i don't know if they're just launching now because of yield plus or if they've just been in stealth mode for a little bit but Mixed DAO was one of them, I believe, was one of the names. Then another one came in um, yesterday. Not all of them are qualifying, so there's a minimum amount of uh, TVL to actually start earning the rewards. But that's kind of step two. Step one is just registering and getting on on the radar. So that's something I'd like to see personally. Um, but besides that, I'm just it's been a couple of days, and DFS is the first one that came on my radar with a really really juicy yield and i think the uh the tether listings are going to come at a really really good time because like for example if you're already hold most people who hold eos positions they or any crypto position you're probably also holding stable coins so if you're already holding both assets and it, it makes a lot of sense to go into the uh, liquidity pools or if you want to use like an automated trading strategy, for example, you don't hold any EOS, but you you believe that the market will go up in general, like regardless of assets, you just think that eventually it'll go up. You could actually like open up a new EOS position. You already hold stable coins, put that into the liquidity pool. And then it's kind of like an automated str- trading strategy. So for example, if EOS went up in price, then you would end up with more USDT and less EOS. So then you could pull out of the liquidity pool and rebalance to all USDT. But while you're in that pool, you're earning a 33% yield, for example. So there's a lot of different strategies that are opening up right now because of the yield plus. So I I think we'll continue to see that growth. Um, And it's also cool to see, um, going back to how we led into this topic with the, the Wendy O show last week. So if, if you haven't watched it, I highly suggest that you do uh, because it was just, um, you, you could obviously see that there were three people. There was Wendy and then the two other guests who really didn't have much of an idea of what was going on in EOS. Didn't know about yield plus and or recover plus until you've had the opportunity to kind of share the news and to just see the reactions from three people who are pretty aware of every uh, like other things going on in the space and what's exciting and what's not exciting, uh, just seeing the kind of general reactions from that, and then also the follow through. So not only um, were the was an impressive showing of EOS on, on a r- really popular uh, YouTube channel, but the opportunities that have already kind of presented themselves since then. So the other two hosts, uh, I believe there's invites to bring Yvonne to their shows, for example, to talk more about EOS and, and Yield Plus and everything else going on. So it's nice to see it's kind of uh, the words getting out there, essentially, and it's just going to continue to, to expand. Right. Um, there's actually one more little, it's more of a technical and, and administrative um, point to Yield Plus is it, it is the, the governance to um, launch Yield Plus was actually a multi-team 
approach. So right now, Yield Plus is actually under an MSIG with five out of seven um, teams in the ecosystem. So that would be like the core uh, Yield Plus team. And ENF was also involved, which is another two out of three uh, partners on ENF. So to actually make the launch, we actually needed to have about seven out of 10 actors. So um, a lot of people had to approve the launch. So it is definitely, uh, in a way, decentralized in a way that we had to have seven out of 10 teams uh, approve the launch. And um, so if anybody was following the MSIGs that were being proposed, there was an MSIG from Yield Plus team to propose to ENF to propose the approval of the funds being requested. So that was the first, in my in my opinion, or my, my first uh, triple, triple hop. Triple hop MSIG. We do a lot of the double hop, but this was the first triple hop. <laughs> this was an MSIG to propose an MSIG to approve the MSIG. So it was uh, quite the MSIG uh, inception to uh, to get this up and running, but uh, but it did it did require uh, everybody's involvement. So uh, kudos to all of the uh, involving members uh, of Yield Plus and ENF as well to to launch this. Well, on the topic of multi sigs, I've been impressed. I've liked the new feature. I don't know when it was added. Embarrassingly, uh, the the the. Uh, execution time, how you've been able to set that parameter so yeah. that no one could execute a multi-sig after it's, it's been signed off by everyone until a specific time. That never existed before until maybe like a month ago. Maybe, uh, and I like that feature. Yeah, so this was an MSIG. I think that uh, Eve has, has been the subject uh, of uh, <laughs> quick approval, yes. quick execution. A lot. So a lot of times these MSIGs are public and as soon as the, 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 the threshold is met on an MSIG, anyone in the entire chain can execute an MSIG, which means if anybody is following ENF's MSIGs or any popular account, aka Eve's account, um, Eve does not even have the chance to execute his own MSIGs. Usually it's someone else. Um, it's Max Cho. Max, it's Max here. Cho. It's Max Cho. <laughs> so we, we, we had to uh, do an anti-Max Cho um, uh, mechanism it was the on the call actually for the uh, <laughs> so Max Joe shout out he's the one that did it's the uh, leap upgrade as well so we did give him that honor uh, while yeah. being on the call and the initial ENF multi-sig from the block producers and I think Eden's initial treasury funding I think he's executed <laughs> a lot of them. every ma- every major milestone <laughs> over the last year he's executed yeah so this this new feature this uh, time check which is just making sure that um, Anybody can still execute the MSIG just at a, at a predefined time. So that way, if you're trying to time uh, an MSIG event at 9 a.m. on a Monday morning, uh, nobody can execute prior to that. And uh, because it does require some, some signatures from multiple parties, and it's quite yeah, well, there's a reason for this, right? So in, in this instance, for the Leap upgrade, for example, um, it, we want to accumulate the signatures ahead of time but you want to have everyone present when it does execute in case something goes wrong. Uh, and if you, if you only met the threshold of signatures, then it could be executed at any time. It doesn't mean that the people are on standby waiting to see the effects of that upgrade. Uh, and so it's a very important feature to add Correct. that we've leveraged. And, and this code is, is um, available on the ENF um, ENF's GitHub repo, and I believe that um, 
Talos has actually deployed it as one of their system contract features. Uh, and I'm sure other USIO or Antelope chains can uh, can also implement that. But it's available for anybody to, to use. So it's not a secret sauce that EOS have. It's it's available. Anybody can deploy. Um, right now, it's deployed on EOS and Talos just natively. But um, yeah, very handy feature for, for MSIGs. And on that note, I think we can close uh, up. Yeah. Oh, well, cool. There was there was actually uh, just one more thing on on the Yield Plus full launch. I don't have to share. There was two articles written about it oh, in yes. the uh, general crypto finance news world. So that's always nice to see. I'm going to share them here yeah, share them for everyone for those who has have not seen it, or you might want to share it on your networks, etc. Uh, so always cool to see how uh, you know these types of programs are getting attention in the wider space. So just wanted to throw that in there before we move on. Uh, I got one more thing too. And Denny, you would probably be the first one to talk about it again is I, so on Monday you mentioned how there was another call at the same time as the old plus cone is actually about the uh, secure smart contract libraries. So I think that's one of the more interesting things that ties into yield plus also is because there is um, this RFP that's been put out through the antelope coalition and it, it, has been responded to by several teams, um, some of which are on this call. Um, and what that'll do is it'll provide open source, pre-audited, battle-tested code for AMMs, lending contracts, stable coins. I don't have them all in front of me, but a bunch of different building blocks so that anyone could actually build their own DeFi protocols on EOS uh, or, or any antelope chain. And I think that's another avenue that we're going to see more more adoption of yield plus because right now if you wanted to build any type of DeFi project not a lot of the projects are open source DeFi box isn't open source pizza is not open source i'm not sure vigor is it this anymore or ever was so there's not a lot of open source code there's evodex that's I, I think the only one that's open source so through the secure smart contract libraries it's going to open source a lot of really really useful uh building blocks to be able to build new DeFi protocols. And that will tie in um, with the maximum TVL of Yield Plus. So I gave the example last week or the week before about DeFi Box's swap protocol, for example. Their swap is already above uh, the, the maximum threshold. So the maximum you will earn this yield subsidy on is... Um, 6 million EOS. So after you have a total TVL between USDT and EOS of higher than the equivalent of 6 million EOS, then that DeFi protocol will stop earning additional yield subsidies for that particular protocol. So what, what I envision seeing is if there is um, open source AMM code, for example, it's battle tested and can be trusted, pre-audited, that you'll start seeing more swaps popping up. And that's going to be good for the entire ecosystem because everyone, every single swap that launches is going to have an EOS and USDT pool. It's probably the first pool that any uh, project would want because you'd get the both sides of that AMM, you're going to get the yield subsidy on because the two hard assets that are being covered are EOS and USDT. So the more pools, the more AMMs that launch with that trading pair, with 6 million EOS worth of that trading pair, it's just going to create a lot of arbitrage volume between all of them. It's going to, uh, and that's just to keep the markets efficient. That's going to increase the, the trading volumes on all of the different swaps, which is going to actually increase native yields. So the native yields earned from trading fees. And it's also going to allow other business models to 
profit from the program too, like the arbitragers themselves, for example, whoever has the most uh, efficient and fast bots that are kind of patrolling the network, trying to make the markets efficient. There's uh, revenue earning opportunity for, for those entities as well. And they're not even like part of the yield plus subsidies necessarily. So it's all these new opportunities to earn revenue on chain, both directly and dire- indirectly. Yeah, you said it pretty, uh, really good there, Zach. And like I said, the secure smart contract are DeFi Lego blocks, as you can think about it. And that way the teams can pick up an open source audited smart contract, let's say a swap pool, for, for example, and then they can start focusing on the marketing and the incentives and building their community um, and not really worry about, you know, how do I build a swap pool? Uh, so this is very common on Ethereum where they, um, the community members copy Uniswap. And there's, a, I don't know how many Uniswap clones, probably in the 500s uh, worth of Uniswap clones. And you can pick up a Uniswap contract, deploy it, and now you focus on how do you keep your community engaged and how do you do your marketing, how do you build a nice UI for your website. So the, the secure smart contract is really to allow uh, others to pick up something, have full-sided uh, yields, which means that if you have a position, right, EOS, Tether, that is a two-sided wow. position, and they're only displaying single-sided. So it's a little deceiving, it's but that much. It's ha- yeah, it's half. Having all the assets that you're depositing. Yeah. So yeah. it's different, different ways to measure uh, yield. So they are just using single-sided uh, measure. So that would be like a 2x relative to other ones that are displaying a dual-sided yeah. earnings. Yeah, I've gotten, I've gotten, got, <laughs> I got got by that trick uh, at one point in my DeFi career. Yeah, it's um, it's it's a very fifty-fifty. I don't know why some people like displaying the double-sided, some people like showing the single-sided. It's really half-half in the ecosystem. But I've, I've also got... would so the double-sided personally. <laughs> but uh, I can yeah. see why they why they want that bigger number. Yeah, number go up as much as possible. I get that too, for sure. Uh, cool. All right. That's great. Good stuff. And yeah, congrats, Denis, and to all the, the Yield Plus team. I think this was, uh, you know, from start to finish, really well done from the blue paper a while back, you know, uh, to the to the test launch, to the small launch, and now full launch, er, er, all systems go. Uh, yeah, really good job. Going to give you guys another round of applause. Mm. <laughs> Good job, everybody. Could I ask a quick question on uh, Yield Plus stuff? Yeah, sure. who is this? Um, typically, when you're earning 33% uh, return, you should be very skeptical. So, and so that's my first question, if you can answer that. Then, maybe as simple as possible, let's say I, I want to take the risk and make 33%. What is the easiest way for me to do that? I can take this. I'll answer. Um, so it's more like 15% really from what Denis was explaining there about the double single sided yield. Um, and, and I do agree you need to be very uh, suspicious when you see high yields announced. Uh, but oftentimes, or, or sometimes those high yields are legit. It's just that it's a new you know, tool in the, in, in the community or new product that has not been adopted yet. So in the case for EOS, what's nice is that these DeFi protocols are not new. The teams have been around forever. They've, the protocols have been running for a while. They just now suddenly get a boost of uh, a yield income that they can distribute to their users. So it will create 
these 15% yield opportunities until all of us here throw a bit of EOS and USDT in there. And then we tell our friends, you're like, hey, you remember EOS? Well, there's actually a nice opportunity right now, but it probably won't last very long because eventually enough capital will come in that that yield will go down to 10%, 5% or whatever, whatever it ends up being. Uh, so that's, that would be my answer. Does that make sense, Denis? Yeah, for sure. And and like so some some of those yields are mixed, right? So you have uh, you know trading fees, a liquidity earning reward, so it is essentially just the token itself of the project, and then maybe extra subsidies. So right now we have actually like a triple earning opportunity for these projects where they trade, they earn in trading fees, they give out their own governance or token itself. And there's a yield plus subsidy, and there might be even a fourth yield uh, earning opportunity. So it is actually, um, if you're trying to aim like in the 15% uh, dual sided, it is definitely doable for a lot of projects to actually hit that 12 to 15% uh, yield with actual um, DeFi uh, uh, utility and activity. Um, but it needs to be something that is um, uh, used. So right now, EOS and Tether. Is is actively uh, a pair that is being actively traded on, you know, many different dexes, different centralized exchanges that are, are um, doing arbitrage between centralized exchange and dexes. So the EOS to Tether pair is probably the highest likely swap pool that will have the highest earning potential because there's actually demand for it. But if you're earning fifteen percent on something that's, you know, it really depends on the use case of what that. 15% is, is offering, but uh, US to Tether, uh, EOS to Tether pair would, would be up there for sure. Does that answer uh, the question there, Mark? Yeah, thanks. Cool. Uh, and the other part of the question was uh, like, Maybe maybe you could put a link or something, but like the simplest way to just try that out, like uh, uh, to get involved. I, I'm I'm on the site right now, D the DFS and stuff like that, and there's a lot going on. So, <laughs> that's yeah, that's outside of scope of Yield Plus or we yeah, it's the protocols yeah, yeah. themselves. That's yeah. definitely uh, common for a lot of the DeFi protocols is to you know. Some some make it really simple. Some make it you know a multi uh, Swiss Swiss Army knife full of tools. Uh, it really depends on which protocol or which application that you want to use. Um, you know some some have four five different protocols to offer, and they have to put display this somewhere on the on the website. Some only focus on the swap pool. Uh, so it really depends on uh, which DeFi application you want to uh, to use and which one you're more comfortable with. Um, so Yield Plus is more of a business to DAP um, layer. And then this allows the DAPs and the DeFi applications to be as creative as possible without any direction of Yield Plus saying, this is how you have to give your rewards within your platform. So Yield Plus does not uh, enforce any rules on how that DeFi application distributes. That way it gives as much as much creativity to the DeFi applications to to do whatever mechanisms that they want. Uh, maybe it's a 50-50, giving 50% as LP, 50% buyback, 100% buyback, or maybe they need 20% for operations fees. There's um, there's no limits or restrictions on how the, the DeFi application decides to distribute. 
So I'm thinking, I don't think we've seen an article on DFS, but I'm thinking that DFS is probably reallocating their their primary, the majority of their rewards into that EOS Tether pair, I'm assuming. I haven't seen a, an article specifically, but uh, that's probably how they're, they're able to kind of have a, a big uh, yield uh, opportunity on, on that pair. You, you you could see what the earnings are too on on the uh, yeah? the, okay. the DeFi the protocols page on Yield Plus. So like I said, DeFi Box has maxed out their swap pool, for example. So there's a 24 hour reward of 822 EOS essentially. So if you have six mil- six millions that the top up, DFS only has three million EOS, so they could still increase theirs quite a bit. And DFS, for example, they have 430. EOS being earned from Yield Plus per day, so they're probably just funneling either all of that or a percentage of that into that pool, which is kind of juicing up the rewards. So the the essentially the minimum, like like Denis was saying, like there's already like a two percent yield that could be earned through Rex and Proxy rewards. So then five mm-hmm. percent on top of that, the floor that a DeFi protocol should be earning off of their uh, locked EOS and, and whatever it's doing should now be 7%. That should be the absolute floor for, for what's being earned through EOS. If, if they don't have more than 6 million TVL. Of each, yes. Are yeah. they, do you think some protocols will restrict deposits past that amount to keep their their you know APY high? That makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, that's a, 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 something that we have not cracked yet. We haven't passed the multi-protocol above mm. this million, so cyber um, attacks, cyber attacks. I, I think the 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 best is to that um, protocols will diversify into you know trying to focus instead of being a one-stop shop of one protocol, they'll kind of diversify and and try yeah, to yeah vary their, their incentivize you and they'll create new protocols. Uh, so that instead of just topping up at 6 million, maybe they have four different protocols so they can actually have 24 million. Yeah. Mm. But really, they don't lose more, right? Because they can also limit the amount, they could create marketing campaigns where they limit the amount of lockup possible within their own platform. Mm -hmm. So they could have more than 6 million, they're just not getting rewarded for that or the protocol is not, the B2B side of things is not giving them more. Uh, but yes, that is a an opportunity for them if they hit that cap, then looking at, all right, what else can we offer our users because we want to attract even more TPL? Because not 100% is going to go back into those pools. That, that would not really make sense long term, although that could be a customer acquisition strategy, which is what exchanges typically do. Um, but you might want to reserve some of that for uh, development. You might want to reserve some of that for operational expenses. You'll probably shift as well over time. You might want to accumulate for a period of time and do a promotion. Hey, Halloween's coming up, 50% yield for the next you know, 48 hours or whatever it is. So it, it'll be interesting how they break this down. And that's why we didn't want to create any restrictions on what they can do. It's really free market. And so if a particular protocol chooses to keep all of it, that's okay. Another protocol can come in and then say, hey, if you transfer over your TVL from this platform to our platform, we'll give you X amount or whatever. And it creates more uh, free market competition there. And then more creative freedom for things we perhaps have not seen that ideally we're, uh, that we're going to see 
and going back as well to the question of, of Mark and is this sustainable, a big part of why this is sustainable, maybe not the 16% level, but it's the protocol itself, EOS itself topping up to 5%. So that's now the new baseline. As long as they can meet the thresholds, if they have up to that 6 million, EOS locked in, which is what the whole program is incentivized to, or devised to incentivize, then you get that new floor of APY that then gets added to whatever else they're doing to generate yield and to attract customers. It's just the floor is now much higher than what it was before. The floor has been boosted by potentially up to 5%. Mm -hmm. But it is targeted yield, right? So it's not like every single EOS is getting this. It's only EOS that's locked in TVL on particular applications that have gone through the application process that have registered for Recover Plus. And so it's really targeting it, which is why also it's not everybody's benefiting from this. And like Stefan was saying, the more people that benefit from this, then the lower the yields. So the pie is the same. The split up of the pie is now going to be split up to more, more people as more people come in. So then the yield actually goes down. But the amount of EOS that's made available is the same daily. The price floor you bring up is interesting because then there's another type of arbitrage. The type of arbitrage I described earlier is just swap pools. You have multiple swap pools just trading against each other to make the markets efficient. There's also the, the lending protocols themselves. So I'm on pizza right now. I'm just looking at what it costs to borrow EOS, what it costs to borrow USDT. Because of the price floor on what you could earn from yield, the floor is essentially 7% between uh, Rex Proxy and Yield Plus, if a protocol was passing along all those rewards. Right now on Pizza, I could borrow EOS for 1%. So there's arbitrage and lending protocols. So let's say I could deposit EOS somewhere and earn 7%. Well, if I could borrow it from 1% off one lending protocol and then lend it out on another protocol for, for 7%, then I'm essentially keeping the 6% difference as the delta. So that's something else that we haven't seen yet because these protocols are just starting to flip the switch and increase their yields, but it creates this floor. So right now, if you wanted to short EOS, for example, because there's not really many other reasons to borrow EOS, except you could sell it. And that's essentially a short right now. It costs 1% to short EOS, but when the price floor increases, uh, the APR floor increases, then it would cost a minimum of a 7% APR. If you want to borrow EOS, sell it and basically hold a short position. So that price floor is very important. It's going to have a ripple effect across all of the different lending protocols too, as soon as the borrow rates start getting arbitraged against lending rates of other protocols. If that made sense to anyone. What Jack just said, yes. <laughs> a lot of that. And that's why Zach talks about this and not me. It's just another type of arbitrage. If you could, if you could, if you could borrow something for cheaper, then you could lend it to someone else. Think of it like that. If I could borrow something off Eve... And then Denny wants to pay more than that to borrow it off of me. That's all it is. And I keep the profit. Totally. Oh, um, uh, on the topic of the maximum, the 6 million EOS. So right now we're at uh, also, let's say, a relatively low EOS price. Um, and what, we, what we've seen is when EOS does increase in price, a lot of the... Um, TVL is locked in in pairs, right? And 50-50 swap pools. Um, and what usually uh, typically happens on the protocols, the swap protocols, is as EOS goes up, that means that there is less, there's more tether, which is good, less EOS, which means that if the price EOS goes up by 50%, 80%, 100%, uh, those protocols that 
did have that minimum, that maximum TVL of, let's say, 6 million EOS, actually has maybe 5 million now, because now the those sort of swap pools have been rebalanced, and there's actually less EOS uh, there in the first place. So I think some projects or some protocols will probably want to keep pushing, even though they're, they've reached the maximum, um, in case that if EOS does go up in price, well, at least they, they have that buffer of, of still maintaining that, that high threshold. Uh, because as the price of EOS goes up, there's going to be less EOS in those liquidity pools as because the, the price of EOS will go up in price. So it's one benefit to just keep pushing, right? If, if you go to 6 million, you go to 7. You go to, you're at 7, you go to 8. Uh, because I think as the price of EOS, if, if, it, if there was a day that the price of EOS goes up, uh, you will need that extra buffer for as a DeFi protocol to maintain that uh, sort of dominance, let's say. Let's let's see if EOS goes up. How about that? That will help. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Um, all right, cool, good stuff. Thanks, uh, thanks for sharing, guys. Um, before we move on to a bit of Pomelo news, I did also want to share one last story publication um, on Entrepreneur.com that was published uh, this week, uh, talking about uh, the ENF with Eve and talking about DAOs and again, you know, exposing uh, EOS and the current environment to other people, you know, outside of even the crypto community. So that's always great to see. Um, yeah, so on to uh, Pomelo. Uh, so this week we released the grant collectible NFT pack. So of the top 20 grants from last season, from season three, uh, according to the amount of matching pool funds they raised, uh, were uh, commem- uh, commemorized in the form of an NFT grant collectible. So, uh, and we also published an article on uh, the Pomelo blog about uh, all of the season four NFT adventures uh, that have been released so far. So I'm gonna share that link uh, down there. And then I'm also going to share the link to the NFT sales that are currently going on. So we've got the Moon Rocks and the Grand Collectible packs that are being sold. Of course, all of the money raised through these sales goes uh, back into the matching pool to support public goods on EOS. Uh, you also have some cosmetic benefits from holding various NFTs and um, that can be displayed on your Pomelo profile on the pomelo.io uh, platform. So, of course, we appreciate uh, the community supporting us, supporting the Pomelo platform through these NFTs and uh, having fun with them. So go check out uh, the article to learn more and uh, go drop some EOS on some, uh, some fun NFTs, which over the next few weeks, you'll be able to craft into all sorts of other things as we, uh, as we continue the intergalactic Pomelo adventure out there. And uh, yeah, exactly. So... Season four officially kicks off in about a month. So November 14 is when applications open for your grants. So of course, I'm sure we'll have many of you guys in here returning for season four. Many of you have submitted grants in season three, two, and one. Uh, So that's great to see. We love to see projects building up their reputation over time in Pomelo through all these seasons. That's definitely, you know, the way 
uh, Pomelo was designed and certainly we've seen a lot of success from some of these projects over many seasons so that's great to see. Um, this season getting in your application early is going to be even more important than before. Of course if you're a new, regardless if you're a new or returning grant, you want to make sure that your grant application is ready to go when donations open on November 24th, I believe. Um, so you have about a week, a bit more than a week to submit your application, Have give time for the Pomelo team to review these applications, approve them as a public good, and then be ready to go when donations open. Another thing that you can do when you're Pomelo grant is approved is apply for the pitch sessions. So we're hosting 10 pitch sessions this season, four of them uh, for the English community, three in China, three in Korea. And uh, for the English community, they're going to be hosted on Twitter spaces. They're going to be about an hour each week. We'll have four of them and it's first come first serve. So once your grant is approved, you head on over, uh, you sign up for these pitch sessions, and then you're given a spot automatically based on you know when uh, grants approve and confirm their presence. So last year we kind of had restricted, sp uh, uh, limited available space for these Twitter Spaces, uh, you know, pitch sessions. I had to choose which grants got in and, and didn't, and that wasn't really fun. And that's and that's not something we want to do moving forward. So now it's five minutes per pitch which is going to give us a lot more time to go through a lot more pitches. And basically, I'm hoping anyone that wants to pitch will be able to. Uh, and then you, and then there's also the possibility to apply to the Chinese community pitches and the Korean communities as well. Um, those uh, For those sessions, they're managed a bit differently. Each team, you know, uh, our, our Asia team is managing their pitch sessions uh, as they see fit. So not everyone is going to get invited to those, but definitely if you apply, they will see your application and then they're going to kind of try to, uh, you know, build a schedule that is most beneficial to everyone uh, in their community and in the Pomelo community. Um, yeah, other, uh, yeah, other than that, we also published a What is Pomelo? article earlier this week. So I imagine a lot of you in here may not uh, learn too much from this article as it kind of goes over, you know, the Pomelo platform, what it's all about, but it's a great uh, tool to share to other people that you may be talking about Pomelo or other teams in the crypto space that you're like, hey, maybe you should come build on EOS and take advantage of Pomelo to build this interesting digital public good that you're thinking about building. So this is a great resource for you guys to use to share share that information with those people. Um, yeah, so so that's uh, that's the little Pomelo update that I wanted to uh, give you guys. All right, um, moving on, and uh, yeah, so actually uh, an interesting topic uh, that I wanted to bring up that kind of popped up onto uh, my radar this morning is uh, the Alien Worlds Planet DAOs that are launching soon and how Alien Worlds is trying to, uh, well, actually, you know what, I don't, I'm just going to leave it there for now, and I'm going to invite Lisa to join us here on stage, and, uh, and she can tell you guys all about it. Everyone, thank you so much for inviting me today. It is a very exciting week in our history. Um, I think many people here know me, but for those who don't, I 
hail from the Crown community, which is a community of EOS, and have been lucky enough to get to watch all um, all of the past few years. And the last, um, well, I'd say a couple of years, I've been playing Alien Worlds. One year, I worked there, and um, the before and after, I've been a player. And looking forward to the DAOs launching, which are each of six planets, um, which have resources being allocated to them from the Alien Worlds Federation in the form of Trillium. And it's our job to play for leadership positions on those planets or vote for leaders on those planets to figure out how to get that Trillium into um, the hands of the people that we think um, should have it. So it's quite an interesting game, and I think it's probably unprecedented in a way. And it's really an application, not as in like an app, but as in, you know, applied theory of uh, the EOS shared values and the evolution of the technology. And as you may or may not know, Alien Worlds has had over 8 million accounts play its mining game. And I don't know how many actually have gone on missions, but that's the second game. And the third game now is the the DAO game, which I'm not quite sure what it's going to be called, but we get to find out tomorrow. As <laughs> It's been like tightly held secret what's happening, <laughs> but we do have the white paper. So um, we have some idea of what's happening, but we'll get the real details tomorrow. So for weeks, many, many, many of us have been thinking and talking about what do we need to do? What can we do? What are the opportunities? And of course, a lot of us have heritage in EOS and are involved or have friends who are involved. And it seems like a great time for the governance communities of, um, you know, who are interested in governance theory and so forth and and building it in these various communities and, and experiments and tools to also um, think about coming over and supporting um, the game that, that really, you know, is part of the EOS um, heritage chain, I'll say, right? And so it's very exciting. Um, there are five, from what we hear, uh, people who are going to be custodians or whatever the names are going to be, counselors, custodians, not quite sure, um, for each of the six planets. And so uh, I believe elections will open um, for the next week, possibly, and then we all get to figure out what to do. So there is a planet uh, with an E, <laughs> Ike or Ike. I suppose the first uh, committee can decide what how to pronounce it. For <laughs> but um, let's say Ike for the moment. So several of the EOS community have been going to join the Telegram group at Planet Ike, which is a community set up unofficial group along with all the others at planet whatever the planet's name is there's six of them and feel free to come join and follow along um i've heard rumors that velis is interested in supporting game creation and so you know i could even imagine um some of the ike people you know networking with some of the velis people so you know, Alien Worlds is a simulation of Earth's economy. So basically, we get to go do whatever we might do on Earth. But uh, being in our imaginations, in, in many cases, it's really anything we want to do. So the opportunity, too, seems to bring some of the Trillium over to EOS projects and possibly bring some of the EOS project funding over to 
um, projects on Planet Ike, whatever those might end up being, um, different types of games or different events or activities or maybe just even rewards for the people who are staking their Trillium on Ike so that they can vote for the counselors and, and the ideas that those counselors are bringing forward. So it's really up to our imaginations. And so I wanted to make sure that everyone who loves EOS knows about this because it's really all part of your family and, and I encourage you to come over. And if you have any questions, there I were a lot of people, I sure, I'm sure I'll be live tomorrow online in various ways. Um, I'm always on Telegram in at Lisa's Coffee Shop or at Lisa Chandler and on Twitter at Lisa Chandler. Um, I think I'm going to have some Zoom workshops open tomorrow so we can analyze what, what we've heard and what's going on <laughs> with some ideas. And I, um, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out, ask, um, share, engage, think, compete, have fun, and um, see if we can bring this amazing, you know, ability for people to thrive by playing um, to even more people than the 8 million accounts in the mining game. So, so here we go. Thank you all for all of your wisdom and heritage over the years. And we could use it now too. So <laughs> feel free to right. ask me any, any questions, of course. That's great. Thanks Lisa for coming on and explaining more. Um, so yeah, um, maybe Dwayne, I know Dwayne is also involved. Uh, Dwayne, did you want to jump in, share some thoughts on your side? Yeah, I, I have tons of thoughts, and really, I see this as a as a portal over to EOS, um, especially with some of the tools coming up with the um, you know cross chain and 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 uh, inter blockchain communication, where we can use a lot of tools, a lot of these uh, tools that we have, whether it's you know quadratic funding with Pomelo. Uh, you know, proof of unique person with Eden, uh, the new HyphenDAO tools that are coming. Um, yeah, and, and what has been mentioned before, Yield Plus, you could kind of mimic, <clears throat> can mimic kind of the, the missions game where you stake a spaceship for one, two, four, 12 weeks and earn some yield in, in that kind of game. That, um, yeah, we could have an incubator to bring over Trillium over to EOS. And like Lisa mentioned, vice versa, utilize a lot of these tools. So uh, Ike is, is kind of the planet that we can uh, rally behind to have this cross partnership. And it's, it's a nice gateway for anyone that's building games on EOS, this whole GameFi space that's opening up, that we can really maximize the users. A lot of people are looking for new adventures, new fun things. So um, not only can we maximize our collaboration, but maximize joint funding and and really get some eyes on some of your games uh, with this cross contamination <laughs> or, or portals. And really, that's been the success of Alien Worlds is is bridging other blockchains. So, um, so yeah, really excited that you know the new EOS now with this uh, DAC and DAO launch of of uh, of. Alien Worlds, you know, the, the timing couldn't be better. So uh, like Lisa said, come over to the Telegram. Um, we do have some uh, some strategies as well to kind of bridge wax players to 
to Eden. And I think Jesse will talk about that a little bit, but some strategies really to how do we get all these WAX users some EOS accounts? And the advantages are um, really rewarding real unique humans as well, especially when it comes to, you know, the important topic of governance, right? So uh, I'll be going up, up free elections. So if you do have some Trillium or if you don't have some, it's a great time to get some and stake on a planet and just experiment with this this next DAO experiment. So uh, I hope to represent the US community great and uh, it'll be, uh, yeah, it'll be a, a fun time. Yeah, good stuff. So you mentioned that Alien World is on many chains. So it launched on Wax, uh, of course. Uh, what other chains is it on these days? The, the missions, they have a bridge over to Binance chain and that's where you launch these missions that yield some yield to your your staked uh, Trillium on uh, on Binance chain. Um, so that was a, a great success, and it just it just seems natural to you know, especially now with governance, to be bridging to to EOS. Awesome, awesome, cool. Well, uh, yeah, thanks for that introduction, and uh, hopefully we get some more updates in the coming weeks as uh, as more is is announced and figured out for these planetary DAOs on Alien World. Anyone else maybe have some questions or comments, or if anyone in here is a regular player of Alien World, I myself uh, didn't get into it, unfortunately. Too busy to explore all these games that I'd love to explore. Uh, but yeah, if anyone in here has some experience, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yes, I have some experience. This is Dogman Dancing Joy. And I don't know if Jess is here. Jess would like to share because Dwayne kind of hinted at that. Um, but in the absence of that, then I'll, I'll go ahead and share some cool things about Alien Worlds in my experience. So um, for one thing, I want to say that I've been loosely following Alien Worlds for the past couple years, I guess, since, I, since it came out. But I didn't really get into it until about four months ago or five months ago. That's when uh, Dwayne started hosting Alien Worlds Fractal Meetups. And he's been hosting them um, pretty much every week now for the past four months. They're on Thursdays at 16 UTC. Um, so uh, I think everyone's welcome to join. It's in like 20 hours or so. Uh, and so they're really great events. I've met a lot of people in the Alien Worlds community through these events and Wax community in general. And it's it's a great opportunity to network. And um, yeah, it's been really cool. He also has all the videos on the uh, Crown Deck YouTube channel. Sorry, I'm outside. There's like crows like going like crazy. So hopefully it's not too loud or annoying. If, if it's loud, then you can let me know and I can uh, uh, go to. Uh, uh, okay, cool. Hear, but you know, you guys hear my crickets sometimes. We can deal with your crow as well. No problem. Okay, it sounds good. Thanks, Sean. Um, yeah, so they're great meetings. I encourage everyone to join the Alien Worlds Fractal meetings on every Thursday at 16 UTC. You can check that out at awfractal.com. I'll also share some links in the chat as well. Uh, and then today we also talked quite a bit about uh, these topics about, about alien worlds and about um, GameFi and all the synergies between Wax and EOS at the at the Eden Fractal meeting uh, today at 13 UTC. We had uh, Lisa and and Jesse uh, did a, did an awesome job. They invited a bunch of people from the Wax community, and so it was really cool seeing the intermixing and the intermingling with the Wax community and EOS community, learning a lot about these. Uh, these new alien worlds, uh, um, uh, the opportunities with, with governance and planet Ike and so forth. Lisa started a Telegram channel, and I've been following along there. So it's been cool seeing that and 
seeing the communities come together. Uh, Jesse also has uh, some really exciting initiatives about combining the kind of decentralized identity of Eden and the network to earn opportunities with uh, Eden Fractal with the uh, the, the GameFi sector and like the uh, current problem with bots uh, and like the opportunity for systems like Eden to help uh, verify identity and make the games uh, you know much more fun and enjoyable and really create win-win-win for everybody. So I wanted to uh, just say First off, invite everybody to Alien Worlds Fractal and the Eden Fractal. They're a great way to uh, to to learn more about these communities uh, and interact with people. A bunch of awesome people in the communities. Also, say thank you to to um, Dwayne and Jesse and Lisa and also everybody who's in these communities uh, helping to spread the world about Alien Worlds and EOS and whatnot. It's really awesome and I appreciate it. Uh, and then I'll also share uh, some links in the chat too. I just as I was listening, I just got some links together, so I'll share some links in case people would like to learn more about these. Thank you. Good stuff. Thanks, Dan. And uh, Jesse actually told me he might be joining later on in the Fireside. So maybe we'll hear more from him and his thoughts uh, later on uh, near the end of the show. But uh, thanks for jumping on and sharing your thoughts with us. Thank you very much. I see you're also sharing some uh, interviews from Nova Crypto that Nova Crypto released recently. Is Patrick around? Patrick, do you want to talk a bit about uh, these interviews that, that you, you've done and released this week? I see Patrick's in the chat, but I know it's pretty late out there. Um, maybe he's not around just yet. Maybe we'll come back to it later. No, I am here. I am here. I am here. There we go. Hey, Patrick. Uh, hello, Stefan, and hello, everyone. Welcome to the fireside. Uh, thank you very much. So, yeah, a lot of goings on. Uh, there was those uh, interviews of the chief delegates, hidden chief delegates. Uh, I have released that on the October 16th on the Bywire, um, in a Bywire post. And also you find all the videos into Nova Crypto YouTube channel. Uh, so I have interviewed uh, the head chief delegate, Jesse Jerfi, once again, uh, a chief delegate on this term four. We have also Chris Barnes, again, chief delegate. You have um, Reiki Gordon of the IFA uh, movement, but he's uh, independent also. So he's a freshly new uh, chief delegate. And you have uh, Xavier uh, Javier Fernandez, Xavier Fernandez, so brother of uh, Edgar Fernandez of Term 2. And now on Term 4, you have Xavier Fernandez of uh, Edenia. And also uh, there is uh, Waxa, Chris Waxa of the Helios team that was interviewed. So nice interviews, uh, very well crafted, that you learn more about what is their uh, goals on this Term 4 of the chief delegates, uh, what is all about Eden Onios uh, going, moving on uh, into something more uh, Web 3.0 and something more um, trust, uh, uh, decentralized trust application that we will see uh, popping up. So that's nice interview. That's uh, into the links that you're just sharing now. And I am also announcing here because that's now all in the box. There will be a Neos B Swarms 
on this Saturday at uh, 15.30 UTC. So be ready to, to retreat. That will be the Antelope Swiss Workshop number 16, just rebranded. And that will be published on uh, Sunday, October 23rd on Nova Crypto YouTube channel. And I put here the poster into the chat. You will, you will see the poster now coming. Let me know if you see. You see the poster? We see it, Patrick. Okay, so that's, so that's the Antelope Swiss Workshop just rebranded uh, for this uh, um, episode number 16 by Nova Crypto. And you have, you see the, 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 the guests. So you have uh, Daniel Keys. <laughs> Sorry, go for it, Patrick. You have Daniel Keys of EOS Nation just uh, interviewed about Antelope update and Pomelo season four coming for November 14. You have uh, Michael O'Sullivan of Bywire. We just make a nice interview about BuywireDAO.com and how he see Eden on EOS. We made a, an interview together in the same interview. He interviewed me. I interviewed him. You have a dancing joy of uh, Eden Fractal with uh, Tadas Veitikunas just on the right. That is from Albido Blockchain Overlay Protocol and myself. We made an, a video, the tree, and we were explaining what what is about Eden Fractal. What this is exactly these uh, meetings that are held on every Wednesday at 13 UTC, where we have also uh, Duane Filippi on the bottom. That's an interview about Alien World Fractal. What does it mean, Alien World? What are the syndicates? Uh, uh, no more uh, named uh, councillors about syndicates. We have a bishop of EOS support making a nice uh, interview also about the EOS respect and the giveaway shows that the EOS support is doing. Jesse Jaffe of the EOSBs also interviewed about EOSB swarms. Uh, that's the goal of the video with Jesse and uh, EOSB is the, new, the news about myself. I am also with MindWeb.io, and uh, yeah, that's a fantastic workshop published on this Sunday at 15.30 UTC, to be precise, on Nova Crypto YouTube channel. So subscribe to the channel, smash the bell to don't miss the video when it goes up, goes up, and you will have a, a, a nice article on Bywire, as always, with this poster, with a mind map updated, where you will find all the video, all the links. So that's 60 hours of work to do this, all these videos, edit them, timestamp them. That's not just uh, videos and no timestamps. That's a lot of work behind. Like for the videos of the chief delegate, that's all timestamped. And you have also a mind map. So thank you very much. And um, see all those videos. Good stuff, Patrick. Thanks. Uh... Thanks for your continued dedication to the EOS community. Uh, I was just thinking about how impressive it is that you've been creating these interviews for a long time now. You know, we started when uh, EOS Nation had the, the ambassador program. Patrick, you were one of our act, most active ambassadors out there, create, started these videos back then and, and you kept them going for all these years. So uh, yeah, that's great to see. And, and uh, Stefan, Stefan, to be honest with you, I'm considered always an ambassador of EOS. Uh, at first, first of all, uh, an ambassador of EOS, and I am considering that we are in partnership with EOS Nation, and I am in partnership also with EOSBs. I am in partnership with Eden Fractal. I am doing 
collaboration. It's all about collaboration on EOS, and it's all about what is uh, giving us Web 3.0 and Antelope. So we have to be collaborating into this EOS ecosystem and beyond all the all the chains network to earn that's the message and networking to earn play to earn help us each other so shout out to everyone and uh, continue continue don't give up and uh, we are the best blockchain ecosystem uh, yeah so yeah baby <laughs> yeah, right, yeah love baby love, love exactly. your motivational speeches patrick always uh, thank always you thank a you smile on my face that's great um, all right. What else here do we have on the agenda? Um, yeah, there was an article about EOS uptime released by Hokentech uh, and Alfredo Candy, who's often doing a lot of great content for EOS actually, and has been doing for a long time. Um, here we go. Let me share uh, the tweet here. Uh, it links to an article that compares EOS to Solana in terms of uptime. Um, so it's a kind of funny comparison. So I'm gonna share some some pictures here that you can find in the article where you can see a line with some variability and another one that is just straight all the time with no variability. Um, so obviously one of those lines is EOS, the other is, uh, is Solana. I thought it was pretty funny. And then you see here, uh, a little, a little chart that represents, uh, you know, the percentage of uptime since June 2018 uh, compared to, you know, Bitcoin and Solana. Uh, so that was a nice, another nice uh, piece of content there that uh, the community created that I wanted to just uh, highlight today on the show here. I don't know for you, but that's the f perfect time to be into the EOS ecosystem and beyond. Absolutely. Definitely exciting. Definitely a lot of opportunities, regardless of what your skills are. Uh, there's opportunities to join teams. A lot of teams are hiring. There's a lot of funding available through all the initiatives that I mentioned at the top of the show. Uh, definitely exciting time to be part of the community. Um, all right. Looks like uh, Jesse. Jesse has joined us from the bees. Welcome. Uh, oh, welcome to the fireside, Jesse. Um, did you want to uh, talk about the, the, the decentralized whitelisting idea? I think uh, Dancing Joy here touched upon it a, a bit earlier on when we we're talking alien world stuff. But if you want to jump on here, uh, feel free. And or if anyone else wants to jump on uh, the fireside, share, share an update, ask a question, share a comment. Uh, yeah, go for it. Hey, everyone. Uh, good to be here. Hello, hello Jesse. Hey, Jesse. Hello, hello. Hey. So, um, yeah, this concept of a decentralized whitelist is the way I describe how Eden on EOS could solve a problem for the NFT community, and we're specifically looking at the the Wax community. And just uh, the basic problem is that when you do a drop and you don't use a whitelist, you're exposed to bots. And the current whitelisting solutions are inefficient and labor-intensive for community members because they have to do an action, they have to sign up, they have to hold an NFT, and they have to repeat this for each drop in each collection. And so it's, uh, I've been doing a lot of uh, investigating, and I've 
kind of getting consensus that this is indeed a problem that people would really like to be solved. And so I see uh, Eden, what is Eden good at? We're good at verifying unique individuals, unique humans. And so what if we could onboard the NFT fans, NFT community members on Wax into Eden? That would create an incentive for maybe people to drop their NFTs on EOS. And of course, we have a membership fee in, in Eden that maybe could at scale provide some more funding for the delegates. If we have a lot of people wanting to join Eden to be on this whitelist to get these drops from their favorite artists. The challenge is how do we connect a um, collector on wax with the, this EOS verification system? And we're trying to figure out what is the best way, like what is the path of least resistance to get that done? And I'm, I'm excited to, I, I'm, I have a lot of meetings coming up with people in, in the WAX community, developers, community leaders on how we could solve this. And I love solving problems. If Eden can solve a problem, like a really big problem for the WAX community, that would put Eden on the map, I think. And it would, um, I think it'd be great. And we'd grow our community. This is a great growth strategy, I think. And I, there's a lot of uh, uh, passion behind this. And so this is what I'm spending my resources on as a chief delegate. Hopefully by the end of the term, we could um, perhaps get some uh, marketplaces on board. Like, for example, um, the Edenia team, they created this Eden member check script that could check if an EOS account is an Eden member. And there are mar- like the, maybe the first iteration of this is you have the marketplaces on EOS implement this script. And um, creators can use this to do their drops on EOS. And so, yeah, there's uh, many ways to accomplish this. I I like to do things gradually. I think if we could do that first, um, kind of get the word out and show that this actually works, I think that'd be great. And then eventually we can have more of an IBC type solution where that maybe they don't even need an EOS account. Like I can imagine... You have a, an account on Wax, and you can send your Wax to pay for the Eden membership fee. The bridge maybe converts the Wax to EOS and maybe creates, maybe some of that EOS is used to create a, an EOS account that's used for the Eden member. So that's like the more sophisticated solution that I think would be amazing to grow Eden, provide a lot of value out there to the, to the uh, NFT community. Cool stuff. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Thanks for sharing. Got a few questions here in the chat. Um, yeah. Trimbot asking about, uh, you know, what makes Eden verification approach superior to a simple KYC approach? Uh, interesting, interesting question. Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Yeah. So traditional KYC, you need to provide personal information. So our pitch to creators and community members is that you don't, uh, does not require any personal information. 
Yeah, makes sense. And uh, Daniel Keys is asking if you've lo- if you've looked or contacted the uh, Chinese and Korean Eden members uh, to be part of this whitelist uh, initiative. No, not yet. Um, definitely on the radar. It's a different instantiation of Eden, so I'm not sure how that would work technically. Um, but definitely interested because this. Yeah, because this type of thing, um, collecting NFTs, there's no lang- there's much smaller language barrier in art. So I think it's totally um, valid to include the Korean and Chinese communities. Um, we just need to figure out how to do that technically. Right on. Yeah, and I think it's great the more... Uh... The more integration with WAX, the WAX community that we can get, I think, of course, is very good. And with the upcoming IBC and all that, I think that's going to be, it's going to lead to more integration, more uh, cross integration, more cooperation. So that's, uh, yeah, that's exciting to see. All right. Thanks, Jesse, for, uh, for joining us on the Fireside today. Thank you. So what do you guys think? We uh, we try to find some more topics or do we just go straight to playing poker in these activities on Discord? I'm personally leaning towards poker myself. Blue Dog is asking for having another poker tournament. So no, it's not a poker tournament, but Discord has just released a new feature. Um, We discussed it a bit here at the very start of the fireside. Maybe not everyone was in here. So if you look under the uh, voice connected there section and discord in this voice chat on the left, you'll see and start an activity rocket ship. And so if you click that, there's a variety of games or whatever that you can play with your uh, community on discord. Uh, so we were thinking that maybe we'll we'll try it out uh, at the end of the fireside here. Uh, so I'm personally out of topics uh, myself. So if uh, if any of you guys want to jump on, share some thoughts. I know there's there's been a good amount of conversation in the in the in the text chat today. That's good to see. Uh, I'd invite you guys to you know bring that conversation live on air. Um, I know sometimes there's some mic issues and stuff, but yeah. So we'll uh, I'll let the music run for a little bit. Invite you guys to uh, jump on, and then if not, we'll uh, we'll try out these uh, these Discord activities. Yes, Stefan, I have just uh, one more announcement to to do. Uh, I just want to announce here that for the Eden Fractal that we do on the Wednesday at 13 UTC, I am launching with Dancing Joy. Uh, a new initiative it's about hidden fractal brainstorming sessions as we had into the past months with uh, jesse jaffe we had a fractally brainstorming session so here that will be hidden fractal brainstorming session and the goal is to have a mind map that we are doing live into a zoom call we are live we have the mind map on the left and we have the participant on the right, and we are uh, brainstorming about the proposals that are submitted on consortium and on edentalk.com. That's the platform that we are using into uh, Eden Fractal. And we make the proposals into the mind map 
map it out. Like this, we can brainstorm on those proposals, and that will be very structured. So we will write an article, Dancing Joy and myself, that we will push on Bywire uh, to explain the process, and that will begin uh, in uh, November. And we figure out to do, uh, we, we think about to do those um, brainstorming session every two weeks in order that uh, that's let the time to the people into Eden Fractal to do their proposals. And then we review them uh, by brainstorming around them. And in the context of the networking to earn uh, meetings, that um, Jesse is uh, be will begin. That's make total sense that we meet on this uh, hidden fractal, and we turn that into a brainstorming session that will be uh, separate of the hidden fractal uh, main room that we have on the Wednesday at 13 UTC. So that will be announced very soon, and I, I will just uh, let you know about that. Uh, with uh, Dancing Joy, we will co-host that. That will be uh, recorded and published onto the Eden Creator uh, YouTube channel by Dancing Joy. All right. Thanks for uh, thanks for sharing, Patrick. Okay. I'll also share one more thing I forgot to mention. Um, reminded me because Nova Crypto or Patrick was speaking that he just came out with a tool to verify bulk oh. EOS, Kalos, <laughs> or Wax accounts. And this is a really useful tool for the bees, bringing in a lot of people that um, do typos in their EOS account or capital letters in their EOS account. So I want to shout out uh, Patrick. Um, if you could maybe put the link in the chat if anyone... Uh, has a similar problem to what we're having and they're verifying EOS accounts, check this tool out. It's amazing. Yeah, thank you, Jesse. Uh, uh, yeah, this tool is working. It's used by the EOSBs for the EOSB swarms. Uh, Jesse was just uh, using it and that's worked well. He has made the test. So uh, that works. And this tool will be part of the Pomelo season four for mineweb.io as a tool. Uh, taking part of MindWeb3 solution. I have decided to, to do a MindWeb3 solution. In short, that will be MW3S. MW3S. And this tool is part of this uh, initiative. I have to polish the tool. And this tool will be announced public for everyone. Uh, like you said, Jesse, that's work for um, Wax, Telos, and EOS networks. And I have to shout out also CCD239, Stanislas of the um, uh, EOS Amsterdam and Zizen Global. Um, uh, CCD239, uh, he, has, he has created the. Yeah, just do it anyways. Okay. He has created this uh, API, Named EOS Lite API. Uh, basically, I use this API from a website and that's totally online and you upload your CSV file and in the CSV file you have your list of uh, accounts that could be Telos or Wax or Telos, not a mix. You upload the CSV file and then you receive a new CSV file with the information if it is okay, not okay, capital and that's work in bulk. You can give a file made of 200 
or more uh, account, I am polishing that and when I will have all polished, that will be totally public. For the moment, that's used by the EOSBs to be very clear here. Uh, I have created that in order to optimize their process when they do uh, swarms. And by the way, I have given 1,000 EOS to EOSBs to subsidize um, new uh, swarms, 1,000 EOS more. And uh, it's all about letting circulate more EOS between us. If each of them, we use our EOS and we circulate those EOS between us, uh, we are uh, basically uh, funding ourselves. That's what I want to see more and more coming. And also to finish, I have made a nice video about to make a shout out about Pomelo season three. Uh, I think that uh, EOS Nation, you will um, soon publish uh, like a um, shout out for Pomelo season three, but I could not res resist. And I have made a video. I am swarmed it a couple of days ago, a, li a, a lot of visibility. And just to say, when you do an EOSB swarm, you can have influencers that are seeing your uh, your tweet and that can do some comments. For, for example, for an EOSB swarm made by Dancing Joy about Eden Town Hall on the Sunday, last Sunday, there was Google research, 13,000 uh, subscribers on their Twitter, and they have made a nice uh, remark, uh, well done. That means that the, the influencer also are seeing what we are doing with uh, Eden, Fractal, Eden, EOS, and they pay attention. So don't be uh, afraid. EOS has some momentum coming. Did you did you front run our Pomelo promotion, Patrick? Is that what you just admitted? Um, no, it's just kidding. It's all good. Um, yeah, I, I made a I made a Pomelo promotion by myself, <laughs> yeah. Nova Crypto. Yeah, front run our to promotion. Great. Yeah, um, all good, Patrick. All good. Uh, thanks for your involvement. Um, okay. Cool, and, and thanks for sharing again, Patrick. No, it's true. Um, it's true. It's true. It's true. Okay, cool. Uh, all okay, right. I, will, I will put in the chat if you don't believe me. Okay, thank you. I believe you. Don't worry, Patrick. I 100% believe you. Okay, you will... You will the tweet. You will the YouTube. It's here. Thank you. Mine web Pomelo tree leading to web tree solutions. That's that. Right, and I have sent you. to Martin Breuer. I have sent to Martin Breuer. I have sent to EOS Nation. So that will be published soon, I think. And I have made a, a, a swarm, by the way. Great, great. Thanks, Patrick. And also Alien World, we have made a good promotion for Alien World by uh, Duane Philippi. Uh, all right, so uh, last call before we wrap it up here for the fireside. Wrapping it up a bit early in order to get it, get some poker in. Uh, I'll start the, uh, the poker activity here after we do our classic weekly GoEOS sign-off. And uh, for those of you who do, do stay and play some poker with us, I'll, I'll, I'll give out some extra pop tokens somehow. Uh, although I have really no idea, no idea how this is going to go. What's, what's the size of the tables on the poker? I think uh, when it says third activity, eight, 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 I think. I think it's eight. 
I'm not sure if we can have more than one table going at one. I have no idea. We'll find out. We'll find out what happens. Cool. Yeah. Maybe I could sneak in one more thing in an hour and a half. Um, Dallas from Alien Worlds is going to be on Coin Telegraph Twitter Space. So come show some love if you're around. There you go. Awesome. Coin Telegraph Twitter Space. That must get a lot of attention. Very cool. We'll see. <laughs> well done. If you show up <laughs> in an hour Absol and a half. Absolutely, yeah. All right, so we're going to wrap it up there. Thank you, everyone, for joining yet another EOS Fireside Chat. Uh, I had a blast. Hope you did, too. And I uh, hope you got have a good evening, good weekend, and um, we'll, we'll be here again next week. So that's it. Uh, that's it for us. Uh, for you guys who want to stay for the poker, stay in the Discord. We'll see if we can play some poker. But other than that, let's go EOS. Go EOS. Three, two, one, zero, go, Yos! Go, Yos! Go, Yos! Go, Yos! Go, Yos! Go, Yos!